Hey there, it's Vashti Sarah. Welcome back to Post Blog. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. And for those of you who this is not your first time, welcome back. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great start to your Wednesday or whatever day you're listening to this episode. I hope you're having a great day and you can find at least one thing to be thankful for. So today we're going to talk about wrong rightness. And it's essentially approaching the topic of how we critique others, even though we might be right in what we're saying we are wrong in our approach because we're revealing self-righteousness that is deeply rooted within us. And this is something that I often struggle with because I am a very black and white person. And because I am very black and white by the law, I can be hypocritical in what I say because I want everyone else to be doing the right thing. My approach can be hypocritical because I'm being judgmental at the end of the day. So let's look at Matthew chapter 12. And in a nutshell, I'm going to just basically sum up what chapter 12, at least the beginning part of chapter 12, verses 1 through 13 is talking about. So very Pharisaical mindset. The Pharisees saw that disciples were hungry and they started picking grains. And their response to Jesus was, look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. And then Jesus respond, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. You would have known not to condemn the innocent for the Lord, the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. And then Jesus, it shifts into Jesus went into the synagogue and a man with a, sh- a shriveled hand was there and Jesus was going to heal him. And the Pharisee said, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And then Jesus respond, if any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then the man stretched out his hand or the Lord said, or Jesus said, sorry, stretch out your hand. And then he healed it and it was completely restored. A lot of us have pharisaical approach to the principle that is good. You see, a lot of the times, yes, what we are saying may be right, but from the heart that it's coming from reveals a lot of the self-righteousness that is within us. The Pharisees in Matthew chapter 12, yes, they were technically right about honoring the Sabbath, but functionally, they were wrong. At the end of the day, they were placing a principle higher than people. They were dishonoring. They were willing to dishonor people, dishonor the healing that was available for that man, the food that was available for the disciples. They were willing to sacrifice that simply for the principle. A lot of us are misguided and self-righteous in our application of principle And then we end up mistreating others in the process, but also we feel good about ourselves. What is most interesting, I think, of self-righteousness is that it has a very lethal nature to it. We don't end up just hurting the other person. We end up hurting ourselves. And we see that at the end, the Pharisees went out to plot against Jesus 
and how they could destroy him because Jesus wasn't following the principle. He was moved by mercy. So being wrong, right? Like I said, it not only destroys others, it ends up suicidal because it reveals the darkness within us. It reveals the hidden agenda within us. You know, a lot of the times, especially for people who are black and white, for people who are, you know, we want to follow the rules. We're very much rule followers. We, we want to keep people in line. We miss the big picture. We miss what God is doing. We miss the opportunity for a miracle. We miss the opportunity to impart wisdom and knowledge and share mercy and grace to someone who is hurting. What people need is love. What people need is mercy. What people need is a second chance. Not, here's the principle and we shove it like a dagger in their heart. And then we feel good about ourselves because we're saying, heh heh, I know what's right. And we don't realize we're actually self-righteous. What is sobering though is that our self-righteousness is a double slayer. It attacks another person's injury to itself. And a lot of it has to do with jealousy. We demonize others. We demonize our friends, our family, our colleagues. And we don't realize the big mistake that we're making. We expose the sin of other people through gossip and slander. And we don't realize that, uh, that love, it covers a multitude of sin. And that's the first thing that I want to approach about in this topic of wrong rightness when we expose people. And that's what the Pharisees were doing. They were exposing the disciples. They were exposing Jesus healing. When we expose people through gossip and slander, we forget the opportunity that love covers a multitude of sin. A lot of the times in prayer meetings or when we're texting people about life update, our life updates is often about other people. And you should probably pray for so-and-so because they're dealing with blah, 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 when it's mainly just to gossip and expose someone else's life. And we feel good in the moment. We're exposing someone that is doing wrong, but we don't realize we're exposing our own heart, jealousy. We're exposing our own heart, envy. We're exposing our own heart, anger and bitterness. We say that we're trying to help the person because we're exposing what's going on. You should probably pray for them because they're living in adultery right now. Okay, you didn't need to say that ending part. Hey, can you pray for my friend? They're going through some tough times. We expose people and we don't realize we're demonizing them. And two tragedies occur. We slander, forgetting the opportunity to love. And that love covers a multitude of sin. And secondly, that we're being a critic, a flawed critic for that matter. Because we don't realize that we ourselves are struggling. We ourselves have our own sins that we're dealing with. But we're critics and we're criticizing everyone else. We're plucking the speck out of everyone else's eye when there's a big old plank in ours. We remove ourselves from God's covering. We forfeit immunity. And the ultimate result is a disastrous self-injury. Because we remove ourselves from God's covering. We're saying, Lord, I'm going to expose this person. I'm going to be a critic. I'm going to have a pharisaical mindset. And we don't realize 
we are not just hurting other people by the words that we say that are coming out of our mouth, but rather we're hurting our own self because we're allowing jealousy to prevail. We're allowing anger and bitterness to prevail. We're allowing envy to prevail. And rather than extending mercy and love to that person who is hurting or who's going through a hard time or maybe who's just simply hungry like the disciples or needed a miracle, we're hurting that person, we're hurting the opportunity or, or we're even removing that access to an opportunity of healing and a miraculous thing to occur because of our wrong rightness. For instance, that friend who is living in adultery. No one needs to know about that. You can pray about it though. You can talk to them one-on-one rather than being a critic and judging them. You can talk to them one-on-one and encourage them and show them the right way. You don't need to tell your entire friend group that so-and-so is sleeping with each other. You don't need to tell your entire friend group that this person is a closet alcoholic. Rather pray for them. You don't need to expose other people's sin just to feel good about yourself and your self-righteousness. You might not drink, smoke, or live in adultery, but you're struggling with pornography. You're struggling with a slanderous mouth. You're struggling with bitterness and anger. You might not struggle with other sins that are easily viewable, but internally, you're struggling in your own way. And you're out here plucking the, the speck out of, out of people's eyes, not realizing you have a big old plank in yours. I think one of the most terrifying verses in scripture is Matthew 12, 36. And it says, but I say to you that for every idle word that man speaks, they will give an account for on judgment day. A lot of times we approach it to curse words, but idle word or idle words can be the ones that we use to slander people, to judge people, to be a critic of others. Those are the idle words that we speak that often we don't realize we're going to have to give an account for. Exposing other people's sin to feel good about our, uh, our lives, exposing other people's life so that we can look like we're elevated. When we don't realize that's double injury. We're injuring others and we're, we're injuring ourselves because we're removing ourselves from being under the Lord's covering. Most of our idle words criticize others while hypocritically praising ourselves. I'll say that again. Most of our idle words criticize others while hypocritically praising ourselves. That's the pharisaical mindset. That's the wrong rightness. Where we feel like we're doing right by exposing people, where we feel like we're doing right by criticizing people and the way they live, when we don't see the big picture, we don't see why they're doing what they're doing. Rather than targeting the real issue, extending mercy and love that can cover a multitude of sin and finding a way to help those who are living in sin without judging criticizing, slandering, and exposing them that does more injury than anything else. Don't get me wrong. Exposing is right in some instance, but exposing for the wrong reason just to uplift ourselves, hypocritically praising ourselves, 
is completely wrong. Even if there is some basis for criticism, it's a wrong rightness that makes us only look foolish. The Pharisees look, looked like idiots because they were willing to forfeit someone's healing just to keep the Sabbath day holy. And that's my, my biggest thing that I want to come across in this episode. Just because you want to keep a principle doesn't mean you sacrifice that principle with someone else's well-being. As Christians, we should love people. We should extend mercy and grace to those who are hurting. If you genuinely know better, then do better. If you genuinely know the right way, don't let a principle cause you to sacrifice someone else's life, to sacrifice someone else's name by being a hypocrite and because we want to expose sin just to say we're doing the right thing. There might be some basis for it. Don't get me wrong. There might be some basis for why we're doing what we're doing. But at the end of the day, if we're sacrificing someone, if we're willing to put a principle above someone's life, then we have Christianity completely screwed up. Because Jesus was always, always moved by compassion. He was always moved by mercy. And a lot of times when healing came about, he was moved. The woman at the well, she had several husbands. The woman with the issue of blood, she, was, she had that issue for years, for 12 years, I believe. And Jesus didn't look at that person and say, mm, I'm sorry, you don't fit the mold. I'm just going to expose you for what you're doing and you don't get a healing. But what did Jesus do? Jesus, Jesus approached things, approached every situation with a merciful and gracious Heart. And that's what we should do. When we take credit for exposing people, for critiquing people, what we don't realize is that our face is a, is a face of hypocrisy. Our self-righteousness only destroys people. And what we do is we ingest ugly. We look ugly. And we're inflicting pain on those around us. Wrong rightness is hypocrisy at its core. We might be right. We might have some grounds for why we're doing what we're doing. But at the end of the day, it's hypocrisy and it kills us from the inside out. So my challenge to you who are black and white like I am, who love to follow rules, who love to... Be the rule follower and the person to implement those rules. Understand that rules only go so far. That principles only go so far. That principles without the right intent, without a heart that is compassionate and merciful, only remains principles. They're just words that fall to the ground. If we don't extend mercy and grace to our, to our family members, to our friends, all we're doing is being a Christian by name. We're not truly walking in a heart that loves those who are hurting. And I think for a lot of us, one of the biggest issues that we have as Christians is that we're the hardest on our families. I was talking about this with a friend recently. We're so hard on our families. 
And we don't realize that our family's ministry begins at home. If we're the biggest critics and biggest at exposing sin in our home, we're doing an injustice because ministry begins there. Winning those lives at home is some of the greatest lives you can win. It starts there. Mercy starts there. Love starts there. Grace starts there. So I pray that if you've been walking in a hypocritical mindset, double-minded, hurting those, being lethal with your words, that we reevaluate what that judgment day will look like. All the gossiping that you've been doing about another person's life just to look better about yours, just to look good, just to feel good about your own life. All you're doing is removing yourself from God's covering and we're kind of forfeiting what judgment day is going to look like for us. Because we will give account for every idle word that comes out of our mouth. We're either going to be a Pharisee or we're going to walk like Jesus and talk like Jesus. That's my challenge to you. Be the better person because you know better. And if you know better, you should do better. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me on Post Blog. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button. All the buttons stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. Same time, same place next week. I love y'all. But remember, God loves you most.